Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to episode 109 of the Conquering Columbus podcast. This is Mike here, and I recently had the opportunity to speak on the Business of Podcasting panel at Startup Week Columbus. And if there's one thing I noticed, it's that a lot of people out there are interested in starting their own podcast, but aren't sure where to start. So we've decided to put together a podcast startup package with everything we've learned about building and growing a podcast to help you get there. You can pre-register for the Conquering Columbus podcast startup package now by heading over to our website, conqueringcolumbus.com. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And as always, we hope you learn a lot. Before we get to that interview, though, I want to ask you all for a quick favor. If you haven't already, pick up your phone and hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening on. It really helps support our show and it'll make sure you never miss a single episode of Conquering Columbus. We also want to take a moment to thank some of our supporters. Conquering Columbus is brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit that helps connect entrepreneurs to investors, mentors, talent, and capital through business pitch events, workshops, and classes offered throughout the state. And for more information, head on over to sundownfirst.org. Our next sponsor you might be slightly familiar with. You may recall a previous Conquering Columbus episode we did, episode number 26. We interviewed Stuart Crane, who bootstrapped his healthware software business to an eventual $43 million exit in 2013. Well, he's back at it with a new startup called Voice Metrics, based here in Columbus, Ohio. Stuart's new company got going last fall, and they've landed a number of customers, including Crosschecks, which is one of Columbus's high flying VC backed companies. Voice Metrics is a voice application available for Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri that allows businesses to get their KPIs, metrics, and any business information just by asking. To give you an example of how this works, here's what it sounds like. Open voice metrics. Good morning, Robert. Our sales yesterday was $17,500, and we had 24 new signups. Website traffic is up 13%, and we are 82% to our monthly revenue goal. Have a great day. And our last sponsor is Facilities Management Express, or FMX for short. FMX is actually founded and headquartered here in Columbus, Ohio. They're a startup software company. What's really cool about them is a lot of competitors in this space, but they made a name for themselves by designing an easy-to-use and tailored-fit facilities maintenance and management software. They serve industries ranging from churches and schools to property management, manufacturing, and fast casual restaurants. You can learn more and check out a free trial at GoFMX.com. Mike here again. Do you want to be a sponsor of Conquering Columbus? We are looking for some new supporters to help keep the show going in 2018. To inquire about how you can help support the podcast, please send an email to Mike at ConqueringColumbus.com. All right, Conquerors, let's get the show on the road. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment, and I might get you know my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus. Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to another episode of Conquering Columbus. Today on the show, we have Gretchen Dassault and Carrie Croft. Gretchen and Carrie are founders and trainers of System of Strength a gym with three locations around Columbus, including Grandview, Dublin, and Clintonville. And System of Strength was founded with a focus on getting back to the basics and building a community of inspiring, like-minded badasses. It centers around building a healthy lifestyle through their training classes and the Check Yourself 21-Day Diet Challenge to help you build a healthier lifestyle. Welcome to Conquering Columbus, 
Gretchen and Carrie, we're excited to have you. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Very impressed with that radio voice that just I turned know. on. Hey, I, uh, <laughs> I try. And uh, the, the unfortunate thing is that I'll probably have to go back and re record that one, but <laughs> no one's going to know that. So No fair. Right. No fair. Uh, but how's your day going so far? I mean, I can't complain. No, I, I feel good. It's been a long holiday week, and uh, I'm kind of glad we've hit the weekend. I feel like we have nothing. It's kind of a, a weekend uh, uh, for me to kind of like catch up on sleep and whatnot. So I you just, guys, oh, go ahead. I was just say, I just took a clocked class, so that was a beat down. Yes. I tried to pretend to Insta story and take some breaks and high knee my way through it. And how <laughs> early is that on a Saturday? Well, I took the 8.15. Okay. I was going to get up for the 7 a.m. and I didn't do it. The 7 a.m. is hard on Saturday it for is. me. It feels like a 5.30 a.m. Yeah, it does. It's a, a beach. And you both go 5.30 normally throughout the week then, mm. or does it vary? It depends on our schedule. So our, our teaching schedule kind of indicates when we work out. When we work out. So if we're teaching at 6.45 a.m., we'll take the 5.30 a.m. before that. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple I have like that. There's three days a week at, for sure I'll be at 5.30 a.m. You can't teach and go through the workout really at the same time, right? Uh, no, I don't because I like to walk around and, you know, check form and, you know, you can kind of ride people a little bit more if you're like walking the crowd and whatnot. So yeah. the focus is on the client at that, you know, during that 60 minutes. So you can, you probably get, I mean, you're honestly, you're going to get 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, but we're crazy. So that's not enough for us. Yeah. So kind of, we'll start back and then we'll get into <laughs> yeah. today's craziness. Talk a little bit about um, maybe your upbringing, your childhood, and then your path to um, starting System of Strength. Go for it. So, um, so I was uh, born and raised in Columbus, and uh, I had, uh, and initially I was raised with uh, three sisters, and then my dad remarried and, and had two more kids, another uh, a brother and sister. But that was like when I was graduating from high school, basically, when that happened. So the uh, my sisters and I uh, grew up in Arlington. Um, I played a lot of sports. My youngest sister is uh, special needs. She was in the Special Olympics which was kind of cool. She was a roller skater. Actually, I'm going there today to see if she uh, will get back on the skates. I'm trying to get her back into physical fitness because it's healthy for her and she's doesn't have that outlet yet. So I'm trying to like work with her on that. But um, uh, it was I loved my childhood. I, I you know I just uh, nothing crazy, but you know an average uh, childhood like that with sports and that kind of like kind of wired me for I think this industry. I am from Lima. You had heard of Lima? Elton? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half from here. Grew up pretty normal. Um, there's not a lot to do there, so you had to use your imagination. There's a couple <laughs> of reservoirs, so we used to go there and drink Boone's Farm. I didn't drink the Boone's Farm. I was just watching other people drink the Boone's Thanks Farm. Thanks for saying Boone's um, Farm. I, too, am a product of divorce, which, you know, Gretchen and I have a lot in common there. Yes. And I have one brother who is full blood and then I have um, on my dad's side I have a brother and two sisters and then on my mom's side two brothers they're all amazing and crazy and kooky and um, love them all but great upbringing can't ask for really anything better little well, adversity is never a bad thing we're modern families yeah you know right, hey, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm curious I mean you're both you know, now at System of Strength early on though in your lives was there always an emphasis on nutrition and healthy lifestyles or did that kind of grow as you grew you know I guess when I look back on it unfortunately my entrance into that was probably based around wanting to be skinnier you know wanting to to fit this particular mold and if I look back and I'm being really honest about it, I think my first like aha moment of holy shit like I I want to lose weight yeah. is I wanted to fit in this particular prom dress and I remember being I go to go from basketball practice and I go home and run on the treadmill and it was pretty unhealthy. It was like all of a sudden I started to get really obsessed with it. And that was sort of how I was introduced into it, which I mean, I think a lot of people in our culture are, are, yeah, especially. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't probably until, you know, maybe less than 10 years ago that I really started to think about my workouts in terms of what's it doing for my cardiovascular, what's it doing for my respiratory system, like what's it doing for my mental health. Um, and I, I think that's unfortunate. I would, I would like to see young people kind of flip the script on that. Um, and not worry so much about their size or how they fit into society and really think about how exercise can help them and how diet can help them with their, their mental aspect and yeah. just, you know, being 
happier, healthier humans, really. Yeah, I was kind of the same, actually. I, mine was I played sports. I didn't think of it as exercise. And then I quit my sports to get a job um, when I was in high school. And, um, uh, and, and basically just, you know, like started gaining weight immediately and just didn't realize that, that I was doing exercise because I didn't think of it as that. And, uh, and it is sad. We do videos all the time about like girls not concentrating and fixating on what the scale says and about body image and things like that because it's it's close to our hearts it's sad I hate that that's how we kind of got introduced to exercise Mm -hmm. but it's true it's it's a lot of girls do that way but we have switched our mindset Mm -hmm. as to a healthier mindset and what it really means to you know be healthy so from the point of finishing high school in Lima and then in Columbus, kind of how did the path evolve? Like, what kind of jobs do you have in between there before System of Strength was founded? That's a good question. I've had plenty. Um, I was in marketing, so um, in, in I mean, in high school, I had tons of you know, like I was you know, I'm a, from a divorced family. You you go to one parent, they say ask the other one, and you go to the other one, and they say no, I pay for that. They go to the other one. <laughs> so you get a job early on in divorced uh, families, and uh, and so I ha- I've had a job since I've been like 15 years old, and so but when I graduated with college, I was in marketing, and I went to it straight into a. Um, uh, Elberson Singer Schuler. It was a marketing ad agency, and then I went from there into. Um, I moved back to Columbus after uh, 9/11 hit because marketing took a big hit on that. Um, and then I actually started becoming a trainer at the Athletic Club of Columbus. And then I felt guilty for not using my marketing degree, so then I went back into marketing again. I went worked for Clear Channel. Um, and then I went to apartment guide after that. And then I finally knew that I, the entire time I would personal train people and like kind of get groups going on and, uh, sibling wise, like my siblings were so mad at me cause I always got a better workout if I worked out someone with me. And so I'd just show up at their houses and I was like, I want to work you out, which really meant I just want to work out myself, but I want to, I'll get a better workout if I'm guiding you. And, uh, and they'd be like, just please like start a business in like fitness and I was like I no no just like I've got a job you know so I looked at it as like a passion and a side gig um fitness but then one day I just realized that that was the happiest part of my day was the working out and working out others and all that stuff so and I really did not like you know sitting in a cubicle and and um because I was selling marketing I wasn't um I somehow I had gone from creating marketing to kind of selling marketing and that wasn't really my personality so I realized you know driving to work when when you start dreading your job on Saturday instead of Sunday you know you're in a like the wrong job no when you start wishing you would get in an accident and break your arm okay I did I wish that (laughs) that is just just an arm I was like I just it would put me out for a week I did that was that actually was the clincher so good I I didn't know you remembered that (laughs) I remember everything you told me I literally did I I wished that and I told my husband and he was scared that I wished that upon myself maybe it was a spray And so I knew when I was having those thoughts, I was like, I'm in a very miserable situation. Why? I, why your job is half your life. Why, why shouldn't you be happy in your job? So, uh, and, you know, lo and behold, Carrie and I cross paths, and then we start System of Strength. Boom. Did you have any degree or, like, any training in the personal training side of things? Were you just having people come to you because you had been fit your whole life and that was just kind of... I did have a degree. I had a couple of different certifications. So I did spinning and then I had a personal training degree. And then, but, um, you know, I just, even though I switched jobs, I wanted to stick with that, you know? So I got the personal training when I went to the ACC. Um, but so when I actually was a personal trainer and then I started getting other certifications for group fitness and spin, but, um, I just didn't want to drop it, you know, even when I went to a different job. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Carrie, can you take us from your graduation high school in Lima and then to, to the point where we're at now? Yeah. So I left Lima. Uh, (laughs) I didn't actually go to college the first quarter. I decided to try my luck at Bob Evans as a waitress. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, well, you know, I wasn't a great student. I mean, I never applied. I, I actually think, you know, I look back and I, I never studied. 
I never studied. I so I must study. have some kind of natural ability to, you know, I graduated and I graduated from high school probably around, you know, like a three point or something, which isn't great in high school. I was the same. So anyway, <laughs> I couldn't get into Ohio State the first quarter, which tells you something because, you know, if you had a pulse back then, you could get into Ohio State. I got waitlisted. So I was thinking Bowling Green. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's not the first time I've heard somebody say if you had a pulse, you could get into Ohio State. <laughs> oh, yeah. State so now show. I look really back good. I look back good because day. it's like, okay, wait, I went to the Ohio. Well, when I went there, it was like, okay, yeah, got a pulse, you can get in. Except I couldn't get in. So that should, that should tell you something about where I was academically. <laughs> so then Bowling Green was on the trajectory. I don't even know what it was about Bowling Green. It was like the colors and I just I couldn't nothing against Bowling Green I just I just just didn't see myself there so I waited and I was a waitress at Bob Evans and I was crushing it just (laughs) crushing it at Bob Evans and then I went in uh, the winter quarter to Ohio State where I was a less than mediocre student let's just say that I had a final once and they had changed the building and I didn't know it and showed up for the final and and, I mean I still have dreams about it still have dreams (laughs) Anyway, got my shit together, was able to graduate with a degree in financial, financial planning, which I never wanted to plan anyone's finances. It was just like a way for me to graduate. And I found my niche in IT sales quickly after I got out of college. So I worked at Roosters all through college, and all these sales guys would come in, and I'm like, I want to do what you do. And so I was able to get a job at Nextlink. You guys probably don't remember that company. Nextlink was like an, a C-LEC when, when the whole you know, thing with – telecom broke down you could start selling AT&T and SBC and all that so anyway found my niche in sales went through that um, got my MBA can you believe it at Ohio Dominican and I was a sales director at AT&T and I was on a trajectory with corporate America at that point I lived it I breathed it I wore the suits every day the pearls the heels the you know they called me man eater she loves a corporate one line oh god I love I mean I I could just sit here and talk like business cliches with you all day long (laughs) and and acronyms because AT&T was I mean we just lived on acronyms Mm -hmm. you know um so that was my life that being said I used I still loved fitness I had done like a little side job at Bally's Total Fitness where I was a fitness instructor and all this. I always loved that. And I had the entrepreneurial spirit. Like I definitely was a little, you know, dipping my toe in here and there. But I met Gretchen and I don't even know what it was. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing. I think I was looking looking for maybe something different or there's something connect, like we're still connected to this day. Like we've been, you know, together for seven years in business and we still are friends. And there was just something about her and her classes and where I was in my life and we just connected immediately and she has stranger danger she doesn't like meet strangers and so like for her to kind of like be open to me like kind of walk creeping on her like hey I like what you're doing but can I help you with your website like something happened and it was like lightning in a bottle and it's been like that ever since and here we are it really it's very it's almost like it was a fake Was it? Yeah, like, was it coincidence? And was the way it? we even found each other. It was so weird. Jamie introduced, yeah. you know. My friend Jamie at AT&T, was, she knew I would try anything. And she's like, hey, there's this Groupon for this, you know, this class. She's like, but they don't wear shoes. And, you're doing... and I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, whatever. I'll try anything once. And the reason why she didn't wear shoes is it was at Ronin. And they had those real, like, the padded floors. And mm-hmm. so you couldn't wear shoes. But um, <laughs> Just a rule. Yeah, she had me at, like, Limp Biscuit and LL Cool J and, like, her crazy crazy and uh it just has been a really great partnership like our skill sets just kind of go just like like it's crazy how much her strengths and my strengths sort of combine together to make a collective we overlap in areas but then where i'm weak she's strong and vice Vice versa versa, yeah so how did it go from ideation to creation like were you talking together and sparked conversations and hey let's form this into a a real business yeah we would work out together and uh Um, uh, just for the record, that's Gret- that's that's Gretchen's <laughs> phone. Yeah, no, calling. That's Gretchen's phone. <laughs> um, uh, we uh, we would work out together, and we kind of just created um, the talking as we do it. So we we talked the entire time of what we liked about a workout, what we couldn't find in workouts that we wanted in workouts, what studios had that we loved, and what studios didn't have and that we we wanted, and what our ideals studio would you know be for us and really one day what happened was what really forced us again there was a lot of fate and like uh-huh. behind this is 
Carrie was so insistent on that that we had to have night classes too. So we had these early morning classes, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. Like, here we go. Like, we're going to be working real early mornings. It was just the two of us. And then night times. And she's like, no, no, no. We got to make it happen. And I was like, all right, fine. Because um, I actually at the time I had already uh, quit my job, but you had not. So she was still working full time. So we started up these classes, and um, we couldn't rent Ronin at night. So we had to rent from some other place. And within the week, this place had, was shut down. They didn't pay, pay their bills. The lights got turned off within a week of, you know, and then of course we had to make something else happen. So we then were forced to get our own place, basically. So we rented a place across the street alleyway from Ronan mm-hmm. Training Center. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, just, it was scary as shit, you know, like it's, it's like. It's so amazing how relative everything is because I'll never forget. I'll never forget being outside of that little storage unit and I had the lease in my hand and I was like, okay, you go ahead and sign. She's like, no, you sign. (laughs) We we literally are talking about a, I think it was like a, was it even, was it a year? It was a 12 month. Yes. We didn't even want that. We're talking about a 12 month month lease for like $600 a month and we were shitting ourselves. Okay. And now look where we are. It's like, it's, 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 it's just a testament to like how, you know, you just have to put one foot in front of the other and you look back on things that seem like so small and you're like that was so big at the time and we're there right now too with other things you know yeah. it's bigger now it's like holy we're gonna look back on this and be like that wasn't that why did we deal. debate yeah. that why were we so scared but it just you know it's just proof that you have to keep moving forward I mean we were literally signing this on each other's was- backs like having her turn around and like and like you know like just standing by my minivan oh my god it was good and it was then, really and good the reason we definitely did it is because somebody else wanted to like park his extra cars in there and he was looking at the space at the same time as us and he was super interested <laughs> so somebody who wanted it for a garage and we wanted it for a business you know Please, it yeah. just like was but it was that push that we needed to and that fear you know like cuz you know for a while you can stay safe for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and not get your own well, you place. you can stay safe sure. forever. Yeah, so, you can stay safe forever. We could still be at Ronan. Mm-hmm. So how long do you have that little store? I mean, how long were you working out of that storage space? And how long into that first lease were you going, holy crap, I don't know if we're going to be able to pay this off? Well, so in the first month, we actually, we actually hit a wait list in our first month. So it was very... Not every class, but we kept adding classes, you know? So it's not like we had an abundance of classes. So we kept adding and adding. And we did this Groupon, and then a wait list hit. And we had already had a small following of, like, 20 people, I would say. And so, I mean, it... We never had the fear after that, you know? I mean, there was always the fear of what will happen. Will it ever die, you know? What happens in summertime? What happens... But we never got there, and it really took off. And then, and then right when I felt good and confident, then Carrie's like, I think we need to open up another one. And I was like, damn you. Yes. All right. You're right. I know we she's were, right. We were but. busting out at the seams. It was crazy. Plus, we just didn't really have, it was, it was a great little spot. It was just so rugged and so, it was literally a glorified storage unit. And we just, we quickly outgrew it. And that's when we moved just right across the way to where we are now yeah. on Fifth Avenue. It was a it was a great. It was leave. a great move, and we needed it. And the landlord said we had to because <laughs> we. Oh were, yeah, he, he he didn't want any piece of us anymore. We overfilled the the, the parking. parking we're always a nuisance in terms of parking yeah. and noise. Mm-hmm. It's the nature of the beast. Um, yeah. And Skip, our landlord, yeah. who I love you, Skip. Though you probably never listened to this. Shot on us. Uh, he's like, <laughs> I love chance. you, but. Uh, <laughs> You gotta go. But it was, it was a nice, you know, then that's what Carrie's good at. She's good at like pushing to the next level. You know, like I was at the point, I, at that time I had like a young baby and I was just like, nah, I feel good where we're at. And she like was like, nope, we got to open up another one. We got to open up, you know, she's good at like moving the train along. Mm -hmm. And then what was separating you guys from the other studios? You said you mentioned there were attributes that you were missing that you wanted to fulfill in System of Strength. Where were those attributes at, and then how did you guys look to kind of make yourself different from everybody else that was out there? I think for me, I think Gretchen will probably feel like she had a similar experience, is, you know, I was running around trying to fulfill different things for myself. I would do I would do Pilates, and then after a mat Pilates, I feel like I have to go run a half an hour because I didn't get the cardio that I needed, or I'd have to do, you know, I'd do yoga here. Like, you, you were kind of peace partying 
this whole system for yourself around the city. And not only were you spending time logistically, you were also spending a lot of money doing it. Um, that was one thing. So trying to figure out how do you, how do you sort of create that system for yourself in a week's time that's manageable, that you're not spending hours and trying to run here and run there. But then secondly, it's like nothing was ever hard enough. Nothing was ever hard enough in terms of, you know, let's use the Pilates mat for an example. I love Pilates for so many reasons. I, but I would do a Pilates mat class, and it was like as soon as I start to feel that burn, it was over. And, and I'm like, well, wait, I'm just now starting to get there, so why are you stopping? Like I just, and, I, and, and we do have that philosophy of, you know, we want things to push you to that edge and be more challenging than just a normal everyday workout. And so those were really the two, I think, core things that yeah. we were looking for in the system. Um, I would also add with that is like the community aspect and just the personality and the brand of who we are is a part of it too. I just think, I think lots of things are just very cheesy. I think lots of things are very surface and leave me very cold and just kind of, eh, it's all just about the muscles and what you look like. From the beginning, she and I were extremely focused on what kind of people are going to come in here, what kind of community is going to form, what kind of friendships are going to mm -hmm. develop, and how can you add that dimension into people's lives out after they leave the studio? And it's been incredible. You know, it's funny. You, if you set that as a priority, it's amazing to watch the, the community that comes in. We'd hang out with everybody. I mean, they're, they're a community of like-minded people yeah. who literally get it. You know, and, and I think it's it's like anything else, like birds of a feather, I think. Yeah. You know, and we've we've kept that as a priority and it's just continued to grow in a really, really magnificent way. Yeah, those are I mean, I you nailed all of them. Mm -hmm. Like everything that she said is like what we wanted to create and for ourselves because we didn't have a lot of time. You know, like I, I she was working a full time job and I was I had two young kids and just quit my job, so I had to watch them. I don't know why my husband insisted upon that. Just kidding. Um, but like, you know, I took him out of daycare and was trying to start up this job while, you know, watching them. And it's just not a lot of time. So I didn't like people to waste my time. That sense of community is something that we talk about a lot too, because I think like we both um, were fortunate to participate in collegiate athletics together. And when we left, we missed that sense of like, when you go through something yeah. really hard with someone, mm -hmm. you form this relationship like you don't find anywhere else in life, like not through work or any other area. So I'm curious to hear how have you guys continued to allow those relationships to build as you scale to multiple locations? Like, does everybody tend to go to the same location? They form relationships with the people in the location they're going to, or? It's a good question. Um, there is some overlapping because, I mean, I live in a spot that I can hit each studio within 10 minutes, you know? So there is, you know, it's not like the studios are so far away from each other that they are not afraid to go to those like different studios, but, I would say, for the most part, yes, people tend to go to the one studio that they prefer and the one that they signed up at, probably the first one they ever went to. Um, but it's exactly what you said. It, it, there's a bond that, that starts based off of just going through a challenge right next to someone. You automatically look at them and you know you're kind of in it together. And so you leave there and whether or not you even, you could be working out with them for, let's say, months and not even know them but you recognize them we have people I remember seeing people like exchanging Christmas gifts like in classes and I was like what are you guys doing in there oh I got them some stuff or you know like I work out with them all the time every week I'm here and and um we also do some community stuff where we'll do a a challenge and then um you know some sort of exercise challenge and then we go to you know, a, a local restaurant around town, you know, like, and everybody ends there. And so there is social events that we do and we like to attach to these things at least, I'd say, twice a year, three times a year. So that way they kind of can see each other on a different, you know, end of the spectrum. Yeah. And from, you know, the community aspect, the family aspect of it is really, it's, it's number one for us. And we have an executive team, we jokingly call it the executive team, but they are, they're this band of just badasses that would literally do anything for System of Strength. And I think, or I, I know, it's because Gretchen and I have always had a very generous philosophy and it's that we're nothing without the people beside us. And every single person we've added to the team we've taken very seriously and we treat them better, I think, than we treat ourselves. 
And I think that that's huge when you're starting a business, when you're trying to create a community. People miss that. Everybody, everybody wants to start something for them, right? For their ego and for, I want to be this and I'm going to do that. And we're going to be, and, and it's, it's kind of lost on them that the people that, that they're surrounded with, they're the people making it happen, right? So you have to put those people in front of yourself all, all the time, you know, all the time. And we continue to do that. Yeah. And we let other people shine mm-hmm. and we want them to shine and we know we're stronger together. And that's the secret sauce. I mean, so you can, you can create the, you know, the greatest fitness trend or the, you know, the, the hottest thing. I mean, you see it everywhere. I mean, what is it now? People are working out in 30 degrees and then go, you know, it's like whatever, like all those things, those flash in the pan things, you know, great. But what are you doing to like really build your network and build your family to make sure that you propel yourself forward for the long haul? And that's, that's really what it's all about for us. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we're kind of in the middle of this trend of people, and I'm sure you know better than I do because you're in the industry, but it seems like people are kind of pushing away from the larger gym environment where you go by yourself mm-hmm. and it's crowded and there's a lot of people around to kind of smaller community-centric gyms where they can go and, and feel like part of a family. So. I mean, do you guys see that trend continuing? Do you think, hey, we're just going to keep getting busier, opening more locations? Um, in terms of the fitness environment and how things are transitioning, uh, do you feel that you've been a part of that transition, or do you think that it's more something that's just a general thing that everybody is working towards and, and you just happen to click into yeah, that movement at the same time? That's a great question. I think that I think that both of these things are happening. I think that the big box gyms are still holding strong. I do. Um, I think these niche boutique environments are also on the rise and, and probably for two reasons, uh, pr- more than two reasons, but what I, what the reasons I can think of right now are first of all, the camaraderie, right? You, you go and you're, you're looking for Gretchen and it's accountability, right? So every day it's like Gretchen and I are here, we're friends now. And it's kind of like this social thing and you can have that more and your comfort levels there. And, and it's like a family, but then secondly, the, the real beauty of an, a system of strength environment or an, a, like more of a boutique environment is it's the, you can walk in and you're, it's done for you. So going into like a box gym and we do it still, like yeah. we, we consider that our conference room sometimes we'll meet and do like R and D at a gym away from SOS because we're like, it's just, we can clear our heads and we can just do things together. Um, but it's, you know, not everyone can motivate themselves in that environment. They just can't. And they walk around. They're like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to do a couple biceps, a couple of yeah. yeah. And so for that reason, the boutique, <laughs> the boutique, yeah. you know, fitness is, is a great thing. So I think both of those environments are, are good and beneficial. It's personality. It's, it is. It's definitely yep, how you self-motivate, what's important to you. As long as you're going to one of them, just go somewhere. Yeah. You know, just, just do something. And then you have guys like like this guy over here who right. runs his three hour marathons, yeah. you know, like he might want to go and run by, that might be his moving meditation. He might want to go be by himself. Some people don't like that. Yeah. On a treadmill. On by a, himself. On a treadmill. On a treadmill. Damn. Damn. treadmill. Let me he's guess. Done, you, he's done him on a treadmill before. Let me guess. You don't wear ear, like you don't wear, you listen to music either. Uh, I'll listen to me. I'll, I do a lot of weird stuff. He's not a serial killer. I'll listen to music. I'll listen to like slower music. Sometimes I listen to podcasts. I was just going to say, you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. God running, darn it. Oh God. <laughs> Damn it. You're so productive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Notice I God. said, God darn it. Yeah. You like that? I like it. PG-13. I like it. We won't have to bleep that one. PG-13. <laughs> we're not bleeping anything, so. Dad, burn it. <laughs> so today we're at a point where nobody wants to drive their car into another car and break their arm or anything. We're happy. With yeah. What's going on. yeah. What? I love waking up and having this be my job. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a good first step. What are the details of like, what is system of strength? Like, who is it for? Is it just for guys, just for girls? And then what does the actual program look like? You said you have classes in the morning, in the evening. Are they all the same classes? Like, what's the granular details on that for everybody listening? So it's for guys and girls. Um, it's for like-minded people, so um, it's challenging, and uh, we try to tell people never leave feeling defeated. If we're not challenging you, we're not doing our job. So, um, but it's for different levels of fitness. We don't expect everyone to be an athlete coming in there. You can come in, and we every move that we give, we offer three levels. So it's you you choose that level that makes you struggle. 
but it's not easy for you, you know? So, and then when you master that level, then you go up to the next level and you keep, you know, so it's like um, a box jump, you know, you're jumping on and off a plyo box. Or if that's too difficult and you have an injury that prevents that, then you're jumping on forward and back on a floor. And if that's too difficult, and then you're just pop squatting or squatting. You know, so there's different levels that we provide for everybody. I think that that's the common misconception is that people think that you have to be already super fit to be with us. And that's not the case at all. That's an excuse, though. Yeah, exactly. And I 100% find that's an excuse. Yes. I mean, Carrie and I go through levels of when we're fit and I when we're not fit. I prancer-size in there. I mean, she's not afraid to no. prancer-size on no. her mat. And, no. and I'm not no afraid. I have no idea what prancer-size right. is. You guys no. don't know. <laughs> such a word. Do, me, do me a favor after this and just you look it up Google on YouTube. It. Google it. There's lots of great videos. There'll be a link to prancer-sizing in the show notes today. Just, <laughs> be, just be prepared for a little camel toe. It's like a little, it's like, a little like almost a pony like running in place. Like, just running. picture me with white leggings with camel toe and like some nice <laughs> do, 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 do. yeah there's there's videos of people doing it on there but like it's it's definitely meant for everyone it's meant for the person who wants results we try to we we are not patient people so we want results quick we don't want people screwing around with the hour that we give someone so if i gave uh, if i trusted a studio with my time an hour that means a lot to us like uh, if somebody's tr- trusting us so, and if they waste my time, I'm pissed. Like, oh, we've been to a couple of studios where I'm like, oh, God, I'm so a pissed. A couple. Oh, a ton of studios that you just leave and you're like, first of all, I just paid, what, $25 for that hour of wasting my time? Mm-hmm. You know, it just does, it makes you mad. So, and then within our system is um, a, a whole um, circle of classes. So basically, we, we believe that the body needs more than one Thing. It doesn't just need cardio. It doesn't need strength. It needs strength, cardio, stretch, and recovery. So our classes are built within that. And so we we have um, eight classes, and they all range from clocked, which is an extreme like um, cardio, and it's very hard. And that the 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 point of clocked is to um, boost up your metabolism. Then it goes into uh, you know all the way down to ebb and flow or core and restore, which is meant to recover you. And uh, well, ebb and flow is not really. I was going to say slow flow, slow flow, and core and restore. Ebb and flow will kick your ass. Yeah. So it's and then within there, there's strength, and then we have strength and cardio mixed, and then we have you know we blend the worlds, and then we have what people say high and tight is. uh, They say it's um, Pilates on steroids. Mm -hmm. You know, so everything we do, even if it's mat work, is going to be hard and challenge you. High and tight's really hard. It's, oh my God, hard and tight is very hard for me. And it, it makes three pounds feel like 300 pounds. Um, but it's, they all have a purpose for your body. And so it's a system within, you know, system of strength. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like if I were going to system of strength, my biggest challenge would be how, knowing how to choose the right classes. Do you guys have a way to help with that? Yeah. On our website, it'll show you, like if you're looking to slim down, it'll say, we recommend you do these classes this many times a week. If you're looking to gain muscle, if you're looking just to be overall badass, um, you know, really it's like, just show up and you know, it's not like you, we'll had, you, yeah, you don't have, but, but again, like, let's say you take a couple more clocks one week than you were supposed to. It's, it's not the end of the world. I think it's more, it's just like a plateau buster. And, and again, not to pick on people who run all the time, hint, hint. <laughs> but, but we have a, a shitload of people that come in and they're like, oh my God, like I never really realized how much cross training could help my running because, you know, you like to run and you're good at running and naturally our ego goes towards something we're good at and something yeah. we like. And so you're doing that every day and that's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. It's good for you. But how can you ratchet that up a level and really push yourself a little bit further? How can you build some more strength in your legs or how can you, you know, do something a little bit different to help with that training or just to mix it up a little bit and not be good at something? Like, how about that? How about sucking at something for a minute? You know, I mean, that's something changes your body. I mean, really like, 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 (laughs) like get out of the hole. Like I have to be great at it and just go into sucking you know, there, I mean, that's it's a beautiful thing. A lot of uh, the SOS. quotes that we're gonna pull from this show. Oh, actually, <laughs> actually, actually, that I was thinking. Of, I, but I have a dirty, twisted mind, guys. Oh, it is. <laughs> I, but it is like it, I. I love saying that. Is like. Um, suck at this like one day just show up and suck yep and because <laughs> <laughs> there it is just show up and suck that's it well 
Done. Yes. Oh, you're just... I, we are not. We the. I think what makes us different in this industry, Carrie please don't and I, edit that out. Is no, we are not... okay, good. I think that should be a hashtag. I totally think show up. Hashtag uh, show, show up and, and suck. <laughs> I I feel like we don't try to be perfect, and in our industry, it's very egocentric and. People try to show perfection, and I don't connect to perfection because I know I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. And we try to, I try to be more real, and so does Carrie, and I feel like that's, you can connect with real, you know? And so I don't try to pretend that I don't eat and drink and go off mm-hmm. the wall sometimes of, you know, like sweets and and, and and really enjoyed my 4th of July and, you know, and whatnot and put on a bathing suit and look at myself sometimes and be like, yikes, all right, got it. You know, like that's not, I'm, I'm not confident in this bathing suit right now and that's okay, you know what I mean? And I feel like people understand that and relate to that. So when we also do these classes, we're not trying to pretend we're perfect at all of them. You know, I tell people all the time, no. I suck, to use that word again, at high and tight. Like, I will show up, and people love to see me struggle in there, and they love to see Carrie struggle in there. And I will be, like, uh, literally Charlie horsing and pounding my leg in high and tight, and people, like, are laughing because I was one of the creators of the systems. Like, Carrie and I were the founders of the system, yet we suck at some of these classes. But that's on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be able to do all of them amazingly. Mm -mm. It's not, it's not the point, really. It's not it, the you point. Know? And it's, uh, the whole point is to do... In fact, if you're using the system like as it should be used, you shouldn't be amazing at any of them. You know what I mean? Because you're using yeah. the entire system. So your body's always guessing what you're doing. If you ask me, I'm pretty confident that my high and tight would probably be very, very awful. But like, you, you know what? talk about show up and suck, I would be <laughs> like... Fallen over, miserable. Yeah, but it's definitely like it that's is, where I know, yes. like flexibility and things and like that. Like always, you. but um, that that high and tight is not more flexibility. What it is, it's more like the cinching of the body and the cutting of the body, giving you kind of almost the ripped look. It will totally mm. crush your core. It will crush it's your core. It amazing. gives people amazing definition. And um, I think guys get scared of that class because but the, they get but very, then they the guys that figure it out don't ripped. care like uh, yes. they get amazing results yeah, yeah that's all I think it's the name that the guys are a little scared yeah of. it sounds like flex like to me I was thinking like stretching and like flexibility no. ebb and flow ebb and flow would crush you okay yep yeah. that's the one yeah um, mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about the future of system of strength right now you have three locations are you guys thinking you're going to grow what are you planning on and kind of where what's next. What's next? Well, we do have a digital studio as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the digital studio is a huge priority for us. Um, we really feel like connecting with people outside of the four walls is important. Um, it's gone very well so far. We've been growing organically. We have a ton of, like, probably, what, six or seven trainers on there right now on the digital studio? Yeah. So that's a priority, and we're trying to, to move that forward. We have been looking in terms of brick and mortar. We've been looking at a couple markets um, it's no secret that we've looked at Chicago. We've talked about Nashville. We are not married to anything right now. We are trying to take our time quickly, if that makes sense. You know, so we, we want to make the right decision. You know, we're comfortable in this market, um, and we just want to make sure that when we grow that we, we make that right move. So we've been to Chicago. We've been, you know, doing some research. We think that market would absolutely crush it. Um, so don't be surprised if you see... Yeah. SOS there in the yeah. near future. Our goal is to expand, you know, and make it, but without diluting the brand, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's the real, that's the real um, magic is growing in a way that you feel good about, growing in a way that you still want to get up every day and do it the way that you do it now. Yeah. And, and it is, a, you ask anybody who, um, who grows a business it's like that's the blessing and the curse because you always want to you're like remember when it was so easy remember when it was this this is why we started it and to take it from that that magical whatever that thing is Mm -hmm. and to want to give that to everyone but to keep it um from being you know polluted or you know it's it's definitely there's a challenge there but we're up for it and and to carry on a business that we don't live in that city you know so that's a challenge you know on its own let alone like make sure the brand is as strong as it is here Mm -hmm. 
So as you look to a place like Chicago or Nashville and you're trying to keep that brand reputation that you've built here in yeah. Columbus, who do you look to put in charge of those locations and how do you look to enter the market in terms of where you're pushing out your messaging and the fact that you're open and having yeah. how can people resonate the same way they do here in central Ohio? Yeah. That's a really great question. I think there there has to be a really great marriage between us going there, but us also finding those people in Chicago that are going to be this, have the same commitment level that we have here. Um, and so we've already started planting seeds and we've actually had people proactively reaching out. I mean, Chicago, um, there are so many people there that know SOS and either lived here and, and want to help or, you know, what can I do? Or I'd love to help you when. And so, you know, we know we can't be everywhere all the time. That's just not a feasible option. So you have to find those people who are willing to commit to the brand and kind of going back to the conversation we had earlier around community and family and how you build that and how you treat people. So you take that same philosophy with you as you grow. And my bet is that the same results, you will yield the same results. It was actually pretty cool when we were in Chicago looking at um, the neighborhoods to see where we would like, mm -hmm. you know, strike up the first system of strength if, that, if that's what we choose to do. And um, we were taking different classes to see what Chicago is already offering. And we were in a class, and someone had a System of Strength shirt on. And we were like, oh, oh my. Like, we, yeah. I basically attacked her. But um, uh, it was exciting to see. I felt like it was a sign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, it's very cool when you see, you know, even if it's one shirt, it's like, wow. Yeah. One turns to two, turns to exactly. 22, turns to, you know, 2,000. And I feel like a lot of fate has brought us to where we are. Yeah. So I feel like. I like those signs, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think Josh and I got to work on our T-shirt sales. I remember we've sold like <laughs> we've sold like we sold like we've definitely bought about fifty of them. I think we've given away forty-eight. We've sold two, but if we see one of those two sold in another state, we'll find. It's them. exciting. We'll expand to that city right away. Uh, <laughs> we'll but expand to that city right away. That's like awesome. <laughs> I love the tenacity. But, um, so I think this is a good place to kind of push towards our last question yeah. of the show, which is centered around a theme on conquering Columbus which is live uncomfortably. And without telling you too much about how Josh and I think about the phrase, what do you two think of when you hear the phrase and how does it apply to your life and careers? So I, this, this phrase, uh, to live uncomfortably, is perfectly suited for SOS because everything we do and, and the risks that we took to even build SOS, it's uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable, but change, you know, is is inevitable. So we, you know, that's what our classes are built off of. And we, we say that all the time in classes, if you are feeling uncomfortable, good, this is where we want you. This is where change is happening to your body. It is not easy, you know, changing. So it's not going to feel easy. So the same thing applies to life. I believe, you know, every big decision we make, it's an uncomfortable decision to make, you know, like that signing of that first garage space was uncomfortable it was not easy or everyone would do it you know so it's it kind of goes back I believe that phrase goes back to um you know if do the hard things you know it, the hard is what makes it great mm -hmm. what is that one quote like it uh, it became time to like when living comfortably in your yes. little but what is that quote it, it's so for me the whole living uncomfortably is where you're uncomfortable is where your fears are. It's where your insecurities lie. It's where, like, you can go all the way back to your childhood and, like, figure out where you got fucked up and what happened to you and all these stories that you tell yourself, right? And so people who get really comfortable and safe in their existence and they never really try to reach out of that or face those things, what do you want to call them? Demons, fears, uh, insecurities, whatever you know, they're tucked away in this little safe nook and they just get stale and stagnant and they're just there like flopping around. But I get it. I get it because there, there are things that you don't want to deal with. Like for me, for a while, public speaking was like, I, I went from being this super gregarious, confident person. I don't know what happened. I just started getting this anxiety of like, I can't do it. I, I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, and, and it, you wouldn't think that about me because I would get up in front of a group of people and you're like, how are you so comfortable? And I got to the point where I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't like it. I don't like how it feels to me. I don't need to do that. Well, then it started 
creeping and crawling and talking. I'm like, God, fight this. Like, you've got this. And so I had to, like, make myself do things here and there. And now I'm completely back and confident, and I love it more than a lot of things that I do. I love to speak in front of people. But it's those things, like, what is it in your life that totally you don't want to face it? You don't want to deal with it. What's the ugly stuff? And you got to get that out, and you have to, to vet through that. Because on the other side of that is a lesson, and it's growth. And it's awesomeness. You would never get there without facing that shit. And, and it's, that's how you live uncomfortably, to me, anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great answer to our question. And uh, Gretchen and Carrie, thanks a lot for joining us on the show today. We really appreciate you coming in on a Saturday and giving us a, an hour of your time. So Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having us. And we love what you guys are doing. Keep doing it. And I want to see you in a yeah. million markets by 2020. Yeah. We want a t-shirt <laughs> right now. Hey, where are the 20, shirts? 20, 20, <laughs> 2022 is your year. A thousand, <laughs> a thousand sites. Okay. Yeah. We sell a thousand t-shirts. We'll be in uh, I love that. Sites, so. Meet Good us for in you Chicago. guys. There you go. All right. Thanks, Congress. Thanks a lot for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. That was Gretchen and Carrie of System of Strength. We, again, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Talk to you next week. If you guys enjoyed that episode, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitchers, whatever your favorite podcast app is. And go ahead and click that subscribe button. It'll make sure you never miss another episode of Conquering Columbus. Before we let you go, we want to take one last moment to say thanks to all of our incredible sponsors one more time. Conquering Columbus is brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit that helps connect entrepreneurs to investors, mentors, talent, and capital through business pitch events, workshops, and classes offered throughout the state. And for more information, head on over to sundownfirst.org. Our next sponsor you might be slightly familiar with. You may recall a previous Conquering Columbus episode we did, episode number 26. We interviewed Stuart Crane, who bootstrapped his healthware software business to an eventual $43 million exit in 2013. He's back at it with a new startup called Voice Metrics, based here in Columbus, Ohio. Stuart's new company got going last fall, and they've landed a number of customers, including Crosschecks, which is one of Columbus's high-flying VC-backed companies. Voice Metrics is a voice application available for Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri that allows businesses to get their KPIs, metrics, and any business information just by asking. To give you an example of how this works, here's what it sounds like. Open Voice Metrics. Good morning, Robert. Our sales yesterday was $17,500, and we had 24 new signups. Website traffic is up 13%, and we are 82% to our monthly revenue goal. Have a great day. And our last sponsor is Facilities Management Express, or FMX for short. FMX is actually founded and headquartered here in Columbus, Ohio. They're a startup software company. What's really cool about them is a lot of competitors in this space, but they made a name for themselves by designing an easy-to-use and tailored-fit facilities maintenance and management software. They serve industries ranging from churches and schools to property management, manufacturing, and fast casual restaurants. You can learn more or check out a free trial at gofmx.com. You can drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment, and I might get you know, my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, yeah, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus.